Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics and the law. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson, and today I'm talking to you about breaking legal news. There is a new nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court. President Biden, as expected, will be announcing the nomination of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson to our highest court. And I wanted to talk to you briefly about what this means about the court that she is joining and whether or not she can make any difference on that court. So let's start at that place, which is, can she make a difference? And the answer is, of course, when you only have nine justices, then everybody makes a difference in the sense that their worldview, their ideology, what's important to them will shape the court. But I think what a lot of people focus on is this bigger issue of, will it change the ideological shift in the court? And the answer to that is no. Judge Kentanji Brown Jackson will be replacing her former boss, Justice Stephen Breyer, and he is a left of center jurist. She is a left of center jurist. So on some of the really big cases, her appointment might not make a difference in the sense that the vote will still be the same. But it might make a difference in the sense that it will be decided in a slightly different way. And again, with only nine members, everybody affects the course of the court. So let's talk a little bit about who Judge Brown Jackson is. One of, I think, the most important things that people are talking about today is that she is a historic pick because here in America in 2022, we have never had an African-American woman on our nation's highest court, on the Supreme Court, and she would be that first person. So in that way, a huge historic first. In another way, she would be the first former federal public defender who would be on the Supreme Court. And then in other ways, she actually looks like quite a conventional pick. She looks very much in the mold of other Supreme Court justices. So for instance, she, as I said before, herself clerked on the Supreme Court. She would be replacing her former boss, Justice Stephen Breyer. Who else has done that? Well, Chief Justice John Roberts, Justices Neil Gorsuch, and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. They all replaced their former bosses on the Supreme Court. In addition, what's her current job? Well, this also looks like it's very much in the mold of other Supreme Court justices. She currently serves on the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Again, that's largely seen as a launching pad for Supreme Court justices. Who else served on that circuit court? Chief Justice John Roberts, Justice Thomas, Justice Gorsuch, and Justice Kavanaugh. Now, what do we know about Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson in terms of her judicial philosophy? Well, we know that she's left of center, but what about some big cases? Well, when she served on the district court, on the trial court back in 2019, she gained notoriety for famously writing, presidents are not kings. When did she write that? She was ruling on whether or not former White House counsel Don McGahn had to testify before Congress as part of an impeachment inquiry. And the answer was yes, he does. There is no absolute testimonial privilege. Another case where she gained some notoriety more recently when she was on, as she is now on the D.C. circuit, she was part of a panel that ruled that 
Trump, former President Trump, could not block release of White House records related to the events of January 6. So those are two of the bigger cases I wanted to talk about. But what I also want to focus on a little bit is what is she about to face on the Supreme Court? So let's talk for a moment about some of the big cases that we already know the Supreme Court is going to hear next term when she is almost certainly going to be a member of the court. A big First Amendment case, a big affirmative action case, and a big voting rights case. So let's talk about those briefly. Just this week, the court agreed to hear a challenge to Colorado's anti-discrimination law. That law would prohibit businesses from refusing to serve people based on their sexual orientation. There's a woman challenging that law. She's a Christian web designer, and she does not want to design sites for same-sex weddings. The question that the court accepted and will hear is whether Colorado's law violates this website designer's speech rights. This is likely, as you've all heard me say before, this is likely to be one in a series of these matchups between individuals who are claiming a violation of their First Amendment rights and state laws or even federal laws which bar discrimination. Now, what else are we likely to see from the court next term? Well, we also already know that they're going to hear a big challenge to our current affirmative action rules. And specifically, for decades, the Supreme Court has concluded that colleges and universities can consider race as one factor to use in their admissions decisions. Now, why? Because the court has recognized the importance of a diverse student body. But now the court agreed to hear a case that would essentially challenge that. They would challenge those old decisions. And it's hard to see that the court would decide to take these cases unless they wanted to revisit and probably change the current rules. So they're going to hear cases challenging the use of race and admissions decisions by Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Again, I suspect that the court will rule that this public university, the University of North Carolina, and this private university, Harvard, cannot, in fact, use race as one factor in their admissions decisions. And then maybe the case that could be, frankly, I think most disastrous for American democracy, although sometimes it's a hard contest, is one dealing with voting rights. Now, obviously, without the right to vote, it's very difficult for us, or with a whittled down, eroded right to vote, it's difficult for us to ensure that our elected branches are responsive to us, are accountable to us. And we've talked about this case on the podcast before, but the court agreed to hear a case dealing with Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. It's a case that arises out of Alabama, and it essentially is going to answer how much teeth, how much power Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act continues to have. What does that statute say? It prohibits discrimination on the basis of race when it comes to voting. And specifically, I was a little general in that explanation, but specifically what we're talking about are district lines that were drawn in Alabama and whether those district lines impermissibly erode the voting power of African-Americans by 
essentially preventing them from picking the candidate of their choosing in most districts. So again, the question is going to be how much power does Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act continue to have? And I think the answer will probably be not that much, which is why we really do need new Federal Voting Rights Act protection, but it looks like we're unlikely to get that. So that's a quick tour of our new Supreme Court nominee, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson. We talked a little bit about who she is, some of her big decisions, and some of the big cases that she will be tackling um, when she very likely joins the court. I think her first full term on the court will begin in October, but she will probably assume the bench. She will join the court right around July, I think, right when uh, Justice Stephen Breyer steps down. So we will certainly be following this. Thank you for listening to this late breaking news. As you all know, I love talking all things Supreme Court. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Levinson Jessica. I'll have some more pieces out probably on msnbc.com, almost certainly on msnbc.com about this. And we wish everybody a great day. 